booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Just need a moment to thank God. <laughs> the captured suspect in the University of Virginia killings faces three counts of murder and other charges. Former Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani will not face charges related to Ukraine. Former President Trump plans to make a big announcement tonight at his Florida estate. Another corporate giant, Amazon, announces layoffs following firings at Meta and Twitter. Former talk show host Jay Leno recovering after suffering burns in a fire at his L.A. garage where he houses his prize car collection. The suspect in a deadly shooting that killed three students and injured two others at the University of Virginia, now in custody, captured during a tense 12-hour manhunt. Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. facing three charges of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun in the commission of a felony. UVA Police Chief Timothy Longo Sr. told reporters Monday. Longo just received was, information. The suspect is in custody. Just need a moment to thank God. <laughs> Breathe a sigh of relief. The shooting happened aboard a bus full of students who had just returned from a field trip on Sunday night after seeing a play in Washington, D.C., according to officials. The relationship between Jones and those killed and injured isn't yet known. UVA's President James Ryan identified the victims who were killed as Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis, and Deshaun Perry. All three were members of the Cavaliers football team, he said. Rudy Giuliani will not face charges related to Ukraine. Prosecutors in New York in a letter to a judge on Monday revealed they do not plan to bring criminal charges against the former New York City mayor, former Trump attorney and 77 WABC host, in connection with their probe into his interactions with Ukrainian figures. They said they made the decision following a review of evidence resulting from raids on his residence and law office in April 2021. The former mayor appeared last night on the Rita Cosby show. You know, I don't know whether to be thankful or in one way, of course, now I'm cleared. And they say there's no they didn't even have probable cause. Federal prosecutors were investigating whether Giuliani's dealings with figures in Ukraine in the run-up to the 2020 election required him to register as a foreign agent. Prosecutors said a grand jury probe that led to the issuance of warrants that resulted in the seizure of Giuliani's electronic devices had concluded. Well, today's the day former President Donald Trump plans to make his long-awaited big announcement from his Florida estate, Mar-a-Lago. Trump has invited reporters to his club at Mar-a-Lago at 9 p.m. as the former president is expected to announce a third run for the White House. He talked about the announcement in Ohio right before the midterm elections. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Some advisors have urged Trump to delay his planned announcement until after the December 6th U.S. Senate runoff election for the U.S. Senate seat in Georgia. Critics say Republicans' lukewarm showing in last week's midterm elections points to Trump not being the best candidate to represent the GOP in 2024. 
Well, Amazon is planning to lay off approximately 10,000 employees in corporate and technology roles beginning this week, according to reports from the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. Shares of Amazon closed down about 2% yesterday. Founder Jeff Bezos spoke to CNN about how individuals and small businesses can save money during high inflation. If you're an individual and you're thinking about buying a new, you know, large screen TV, maybe slow that down, keep that cash, see what happens. Same thing with a refrigerator or a new car or whatever. This takes some risk off the table. The cuts would be the largest in Amazon's history. Cuts are expected to primarily impact Amazon's devices organization, retail division, and human resources, according to the reports. The reported layoffs would represent less than 1% of Amazon's global workforce and about 3% of its corporate employees. The report follows headcount reductions at other tech firms. Meta announced last week that it's laying off more than 13% of its staff or more than 11,000 employees. And Twitter laid off approximately half of its workforce in the days following Elon Musk's $44 billion acquisition. Jay Leno is recovering after suffering serious burn injuries from a gasoline fire in the garage where he keeps his extensive and pricey car collection. According to TMZ and Variety, the former Tonight Show host said he's doing okay and said he needs a couple of weeks to get back on his feet. The fire department in Burbank said the incident happened just before 12.30 p.m. on Saturday. Legendary comedian Tom Dreesen weighed in on Leno's injury on the other side of midnight with host Frank Morano. He is saying that he's fine, he's okay, he's going to be okay, but he's going to be in the hospital for a week. But Jay always downplays things. He always, even no matter how serious something will get, he'll try to downplay it. So I'm hoping that he's that he's he's fine. Leno has a garage full of rare, vintage, antique, and expensive cars and motorcycles near the Burbank Airport. The value of Leno's car collection estimated to be somewhere between fifty-two and a hundred million dollars. Well, here's your update on control of Congress. The Associated Press projects that GOP Representative Ken Calvert will defeat his Democratic challenger, Will Rollins, following a competitive race out in California for the 41st congressional district there. The race is considered a must win for Republicans. It pushes the GOP one seat closer to the 218 seats needed in the House to regain a majority there. The Republicans currently have 217 seats in GOP control, and there are 13 seats left in play to determine the balance of power in the U.S. House of Representatives. In the hotly contested race for Arizona governor, Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs has defeated GOP candidate and former local news host Carrie Lake. Lake weighed in on the election on Fox News with Jesse Waters citing problems with voting in Republican districts. Well, I can't imagine our our version of Joe Biden, Katie Hobbs, would win because she didn't even campaign. She hid in her basement. She's a twice convicted racist. I don't believe that people of Arizona would vote for her and that she would win. But if that's what happens at the end of the day, how do you certify an election that is this botched? Per Zarin Lona Law, the race actually may go to a recount. Lake is a Trump-backed candidate. She's a former TV news anchor who stepped down last year after 22 years with a Fox affiliate in Phoenix to run for governor. Attorney and anti-Trump Republican George Conway said on Sunday on MSNBC's The Katie Fang Show that a 2024 GOP presidential primary between former President Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis would be the mudfest and all mudfests. Conway, though, doesn't believe that DeSantis will seek the GOP nomination for president. I actually don't think 
Ron DeSantis is going to run. I was more certain of that view a week ago than I am today, because Trump is obviously weaker today than he was several days ago. But any battle with Trump is going to be, be exactly what you say. It's going to be brutal. Conway said he predicts that DeSantis will most likely run for president in 2028 after finishing his current gubernatorial term, which will end in 2026. DeSantis was reelected last week in the midterms. Upholster Frank Lutz gave four reasons on Monday morning why so many pundits, including himself, wrongly predicted that Republicans would win both the House and the U.S. Senate during last week's elections. Support for former President Donald Trump was overestimated, he said. People changed their votes at the ballot box. Independents broke for Democrats and redistricting affected results, Lutz told CNN this morning. There was a fear that they did not include enough Republicans in their samples because we knew from 2016, 2018 and even 2020 that Trump voters tended not to respond to pollsters because they thought that the results would be used against them. So there was an effort to, as you say, over index this time. Luntz claimed that 89 percent of voters actually changed their minds while voting, swaying election results compared to preliminary polls. Luntz also said independents broke 50-50 for Democrats during last week's elections, where they normally break 55-45 for Republicans. He had predicted Republican victories in the U.S. Senate and House. Police have now classified the deaths of four University of Idaho students as homicides. The four students were found dead at an off-campus residence. Police in the city of Moscow declined to release additional details surrounding the deaths, but did say the bodies were found Sunday after officers responded to a call for an unconscious individual. The deaths have rocked the student body of the university. Here's what one student had to say while speaking to KTVB. My mom has called me every single hour for like since like 7 a.m. this morning. So, yeah, they but they they want me to come home if I if I don't feel safe. They just said come home like a week worth of school isn't worth it. Like if you're just going to be scared every night. So it was just like every little noise. I was like, is someone in the house? Like, I don't know. And it was it was just scary. Like, it's all just shocking and scary. Like, I never would have thought that this would have happened. So these four victims identified as 20-year-old Ethan Chapin of Conway, Washington, 21-year-old Madison Mogan, of Idaho, Xana Kernodal of Avondale, Arizona, and 21-year-old Kaylee Goncalves of Rathdrum, Idaho. The University of Idaho, located about 300 miles north of Boise and on the border with Washington State. Former First Lady Michelle Obama on Monday praised President Biden but stopped short of endorsing a 2024 re-election bid for Biden. She was asked about President Biden during a 2020 interview on ABC. You know, I, 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 I will have to see. It's, you know, the, the reason I don't speak on that is because I know what it feels like to be on the other side of it. And I think that that's a personal decision that he and his family have to make. Obama is on a press tour promoting her new book, The Light We Carry. She said that Biden, who served as VP in her husband's administration, is doing the best he can under some tough circumstances, but declined to comment on whether or not she thinks he should run for another term in the White House. The 79-year-old president has faced low approval ratings, concerns about his age, and polls indicating many Americans don't want him to make another White House bid. But Biden has said that he intends to run again. President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping met face-to-face for the first time Monday since the start of the viral pandemic during a three-hour-plus 
long meeting at the G20 summit in Indonesia, conflicting over Taiwan. Here's what Biden said about the meeting. And I must say that uh, he was as straightforward as he has been with me in the past. And I I, uh, think that uh, we understand one another, which is the most important thing that can be done. The U.S. recognizes Taiwan's claim of autonomy. China considers Taiwan under its communist rule. 77 WABC News Time at 515. Justin Ellis here with sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with the early news sports update. Nobody is perfect, and that now includes the Philadelphia Eagles, who are no longer undefeated after suffering their first loss of the season last night on Monday Night Football to the division rival Washington Commanders. Eagles fans will have a gripe this morning with the game's officiating as the referees missed a flurry of tough calls that knocked the birds down, but it was a season-high four turnovers for Philadelphia and a stubbornly efficient Washington offense that kept the birds on their knees and allowed the commanders to pull out the 32-21 win. Now at 8-1 and one overall, the Eagles still hold the top spot in the NFC, but are now only one game up on your 7-2 and two New York football giants for first place in the NFC East. Next week, the Giants at, uh, will be at home against the Lions, while the Eagles will be on the road in Indianapolis against the Colts. And the Jets, they'll be back in action in New England against the Patriots. So we'll see what the Giants and Eagles do and see if the Giants can catch the Eagles next week. On the ice last night, it was just the Islanders in action as they bested the Senators in Ottawa by a score of 4-2. to two. Oliver Wallstrom and Brock Nelson both found the back of the net for New York. But it was Noah Dobson who broke the tie in the second period to set the Isles up for victory. Momentum. Here's Dobson stepping, shooting, scores! Dobson found one through Camp Talbot, and the Islanders take the lead back. It's 2-1. Zach Hall, courtesy of MSG, Semyon Varlamov, stopped 36 shots in route to the road win, and the Isles grabbed their ninth win in their last 11 contests before heading to Nashville to face off with the Predators on Thursday night. Looking ahead to tonight on the ice, it's the Devils' uh, turn to get back out there as they're poised to make it 10 straight wins in Montreal against the Canadiens' puck drop scheduled for 7 p.m. Eastern time and on the hardwood tonight as well you got the Knicks in Utah against the Jazz at 9 and the Nets are in Sacramento just about an hour later against the Kings at 10 p.m. Eastern and it's award season time in the MLB as your rookie of the years were announced yesterday Seattle Mariners Julio Rodriguez was named the AL rookie of the year while the Braves Michael Harris second was named the National League rookie of the year here with your early news sports update I'm Justin Ellicott 77 WABC all right Justin time for Lou Dobbs and your financial report this is the 77 WABC, Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Stocks coming off a choppy day of trading yesterday. The Dow Jones Industrials led the market lower, down more than 200 points. Walmart headlines today's retail earnings. Wall Street forecasting sales to have risen 5% year over year. Investors eyeing Walmart's full year guidance. The world's largest retailer says it's past the inventory glut that hurt last quarter's performance. Home Depot reports quarterly results today. Economists remain upbeat about the retailer's outlook, despite of slowing demand. The pandemic rush of do-it-yourself home improvement projects is all but over. The producer price index for October is due out today. Investors expecting a slightly smaller increase from last month. Google paying nearly $400 million on a massive geo-tracking settlement with 40 different states. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
Looking at futures this morning, the Dow's up 160 points at 33,720. The S&P up 29 and a half. Nasdaq's climbed 133 and a quarter points. Gold at $1,778.90. It's up $2 an ounce. And crude oil at $84.67, down $1.20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, News Time 520. Well, New York City's Mayor Eric Adams says he can fix the notorious Rikers Island jail complex as the feds threaten a takeover due to conditions. 77 WABC's Bob Brown explains. The Legal Aid Society is calling for a federal monitor at Rikers Island ahead of this week's hearing, but Adams says he's baffled people believe federal oversight is the answer. You can't be a city that every time a problem comes up, we say, well, let's give it to someone else to do. No, we want the problems because we want to fix the problem. He notes how federal prisons are run, saying the feds are not going to immediately solve all the issues at Rikers. Adams adds October's monitor report showed the jail complex is moving in the right direction, and his administration has only been at the helm for 11 months. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A 12-year-old girl who was dragged among at least seven victims of two moped-riding men suspected in a string of necklace robberies. The robbery of this 12-year-old occurred while she was walking home from school. It was caught on video in Elmhurst, Queens, back on October 24th, showing the suspects dragging the girl. Neighbors spoke to ABC7 about the incidents. It is terrible. It is terrible. I, 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 I mean, I keep my eyes open all the time because I, I like to intervene or do something, but it's, it's, it's just happening all over the place. Hopefully they catch but him right they away. get him and keep him in jail. I mean, throw him back and just on the street. put him back on the street. You know, that's the part yeah. that bothers us. The suspects fled after crashing their moped into a park vehicle in that Elmhurst incident. Investigators say all of the robberies happened between October 24th and November 7th in Jackson Heights, Elmhurst, and Corona, Queens. Investigations continue. New York City plans to spend $14 million to clean up the city's streets and parks. The idea is a joint effort between Mayor Adams' office, the Department of Sanitation, and the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. This initiative plans to target more than a 1,000 areas around the city that have been neglected and trash-strewn for years and years. DSNY Commissioner Jessica Tisch spoke to News 12, the Bronx. They're going to clean everything, whether it's the illegal dumping or the litter. And the great thing is they're going to come back every week, every few weeks, and make sure that these 1,000 locations that we've identified in the city as hotspots for illegal dumping and for litter actually get the cleaning that they need and that they deserve. The Department of Sanitation is set to hire 200 new sanitation workers as well. The city will also be adding more litter basket services, increasing cameras to enforce against illegal dumping, and bring on more rat exterminators. 
The New York City Fire Department is backing a series of bills aimed to address fires involving lithium-ion batteries used in e-bikes and scooters. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more. Fire officials testified at a hearing that there were 191 fires caused by the batteries this year, leading to six deaths, which is a huge increase from last year. Here's FDNY Fire Marshal Dan Flynn. We understand the benefits that these batteries pose to our community, and we want to encourage use of them but safe use. FDNY officials say they support legislation that bans the sale and assembly of second-hand lithium batteries, but think enforcement will be a challenge. They also support legislation that creates a public education campaign on the issue. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. Google has agreed to a $391.5 million settlement with 40 states, including New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. This settlement follows an investigation into how the company tracked users' locations across to the state attorney general's office. That according to the state attorney general's office, it is the largest multi-state privacy settlement in U.S. history. An investigation found that Google continued to track people's location data even after they opted out of such tracking. That after the Associated Press published the findings confirmed by researchers at Princeton University. Google has since unveiled a new tool to help people protect their identity. Danny Sullivan is a public liaison for Google Search. He spoke to NBC4 New York about how to access that tool. You'll be able to click on either the little three dots that appear next to it in your browser or be using the Google app is another way you'll be able to do it. And you'll go through the process of requesting removal. Storing such data carries privacy risks and has been used by police to determine the location of suspects. The AP reported back in 2018 that the privacy issue with location tracking affected some 2 billion users of devices that run Google's Android operating software and hundreds of millions of worldwide iPhone users who rely on Google for maps or search. New Jersey's third biggest city is revving up its crackdown against illegal dirt bikes. City leaders in Patterson, New Jersey, approved a new ordinance in hopes of combating growing concerns from dirt bikes, ATVs, and other illegal vehicles. That order, this uh, new law orders uh, gas station attendants from servicing those vehicles. Here's Patterson Councilman Luis Valdez. If you think that Patterson is a lion without teeth, you're wrong. We got teeth, and we're going to bite hard until we take you out of circulation. Anybody caught pumping gas for such vehicles could face a $500 fine for the first offense and $2,000 for offenses after that. Officials have zeroed in on the vehicle use after repeated injuries and even some fatalities involving those rides in the city of Patterson. Case in point, on Friday night, a rider struck a pedestrian crossing the street in Patterson, leaving the victim in critical condition. Well, just as the cool weather sets in, the price of home heating oil is going back up again. 77 WABC's Gnome Layden reports. Home heating oil is around 6 bucks a gallon today. That's 61% higher than it was a year ago. The Department of Energy has some ways to keep the heating bill down a bit. They suggest keeping the curtains open during the day to let the sun in, insulating drafty windows and sealing air leaks under doors. The White House has set aside $13 billion to help Americans. Americans pay heating bills this winter. To apply, go to liheap. 
WABC.org. Noam Layton, WABC News. A white sign language interpreter for Broadway's The Lion King says he was fired from the show because of his skin color. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. Keith Wan has filed a federal discrimination lawsuit against the company that staffs Broadway shows with American Sign Language interpreters. Juan claims he was told to back out of the show and that it was, quote, no longer appropriate to have white interpreters represent black characters. So far, there has been no comment from the company that hired Juan. The lawsuit comes as The Lion King celebrates its 25th anniversary on Broadway. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. And another Entertainment News Grammy Awards expected to be announced this morning. If you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.